It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to a hot off the presses edition of Buckeye Talk. Doug Maurice, Ari Wasserman, Bill Landis from Cleveland.com. This is going to be all about the college football playoff. The latest rankings were just announced Tuesday night. We're dropping this podcast on Wednesday morning. Uh, you can find us on iTunes. You can subscribe to Buckeye Talk, or you can always find us every Wednesday morning with our latest podcast at cleveland.com slash OSU. We're also going to give you a Ohio State-Michigan podcast Thursday morning. So this is a special two-podcast week, but this got really interesting with Ohio State and the college football playoff with Michigan's loss to Iowa last week. Before that, Ohio State's position was actually pretty boring. Lose and they're done, win out, and they're in. And the Michigan loss changed that a little bit. It changed the win out and they're in for sure idea because Ohio State could beat Michigan State and Michigan and not even make the Big Ten championship game. So Ari and Bill were both on the call with playoff committee chairman Kirby Hokut after the rankings were announced Tuesday night that had Alabama first and Ohio State second. From what you heard, guys, we're going to break down all kinds of different scenarios here in this podcast. But first, from what you heard from Kirby Hokut Tuesday night, describe the position you think Ohio State is in. How good of a spot do you think they're in being that they may not make the Big Ten championship game, will they definitely make the playoff if they beat Michigan State and Michigan but don't go to the Big Ten championship game? Uh, I think definitely is a little maybe too strong, but I, I think you should feel pretty good about Ohio State's positioning right now. Um, the thing that Kirby Hokut talked a lot about was just the quality of when Ohio State has two wins uh, against teams in the top ten. And the only team that's like in this mix of one-loss teams that has sort of a, a comparable resume with that many wins in the top ten is Michigan. And Ohio State's going to have the chance to beat Michigan. So even though Michigan has a, a better resume based on who they've beaten, Ohio State still gets to play that team and beat it and show that it's better than it. So I think if you're going to be a one-loss team that is not 100% guaranteed of being a conference champion or having the chance to play for a conference champion uh, championship, you really can't be in any better of a spot than Ohio State's in right now. I, I would feel pretty confident if I were Ohio State fans. I don't yeah, know what you are. Yeah, I wouldn't use the word definitely. I would probably say probable. I might even go that far. I don't know. Uh, we're going to break down all the scenarios, but you know the interesting scenario is if Penn State not only goes to the Big Ten championship game but wins the Big Ten, I think that opens up Pandora's box a little bit about where we stand, and we'll get into that. But um, the one thing I will say is that um, the committee – had its option between a lot of really good one-loss teams on uh, Tuesday night, and they put Ohio State number two. And again, you got to remember that the committee starts over every week. They don't do it like the AP poll, where if you lose, they just slide you down. 
and uh, the margin between two and six, he said, was very close. But I think right now the committee has sent a message that they believe Ohio State is the best one-loss team in college football right now. And, um, you know, they've got one of the best, if not the best, resume of the one-loss teams, as Bill just said. So I think Ohio State's sitting in a really good spot, um, regardless of what happens with Penn State. But they're going to be in a discussion, and we are going to have a discussion about that discussion. Quick analysis, again, from what Kirby Hocutt said. How, what is the sense that you got at the moment? And I think we try to judge things from year to year with the committee. It's hard to do that um, because they change. The, the members change. There's some members on this committee this year that weren't on it last year. And they're just people, man. They're just people. How much do conference championships matter? Are they an absolute primary factor or are they only something that comes into play in a tie when they have two teams that are really close and they have to decide between them? How would you describe how much championships matter? You know, that was the main thing that we wanted to find out or I wanted to find out from the call. Uh, and I think it's more about a tie or the word Hoka used on the call was to decipher between comparable teams. Um, so it did not seem like it was necessary, and I think that that's one of the biggest hangups that you have with Ohio State right now is at the end of the road, they're not, they're probably not at this point going to have a conference championship. But, uh, he said, um, Hokut said on the, on the call that, um, they have four metrics of tiebreakers and conference championships is only one of them. And they're weighted the same. And they're all weighted the same. And the other is strength of schedule. The other is head to head matchups. And the other one is, um, comparable outcomes against common opponents. And I think that it's interesting that a conference title would also be on the same scale as those other three things because they would seem like it's supreme. But at this point, I felt like that response to how important conference titles are was a very favorable response for yeah. Ohio State. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I don't know if I believe that. You don't know if you uh, believe him? or I don't know if I believe him. I don't yeah, know okay. if he is actually reflecting what the people in that room are going to actually think. So it's a weird thing to say that, like, you don't believe the person who's on the committee and speaks for no, the committee. No, I think it makes sense. But he's new, and I don't know if he has the exact right read on that. Yeah. You know what? Let me, I want to ask one more thing, and I'm looking this up as we go here. I want to ask you guys um, about this because last year, Ohio State was a one-loss team that did not make its conference championship and did not make the playoff, okay? Uh, last year, after the conference championship weekend, Ohio State did not participate because they lost to Michigan State. Michigan State played Iowa. Iowa, uh, that was basically a playoff game. Michigan State barely won. So the final rankings for the playoff, where Clemson was number one, they were undefeated. Alabama was number two at 12-1. and one. Michigan State was number three at 12-1. and one. Oklahoma was number four at 11-1. and one. Four conference champs. Those were the four playoff teams last year. Number five was Iowa at 12-1, and one, which had been an undefeated team and lost the conference championship game. Number six was Stanford, which was a two-loss conference champ. Number seven was Ohio State at 11-1, and one, didn't make a championship game, was behind a two-loss conference champ in the rankings. That mattered. 
a two-loss conference champ. Every team in front of them either played for their conference championship or yeah, won it, just to break down what he just said. So, what is so different this year that would get Ohio State in the playoff as a one-loss non-conference champ that didn't even play in the championship game when last year they didn't, even, they didn't make the playoff, they weren't fifth, they weren't sixth, they were seventh. And it's just like last year, they will, if the scenario plays out the way it's supposed to, they will have lost again to their Eastern Division rival that eventually went on to play. Just What's, like last year. So what is the difference? I think it's obvious. It's the quality just, of the wins they have. They're going to have three wins against top ten teams. Which it, I don't, What was Ohio State's best win last year? Michigan? Michigan. Virginia Tech? Like, I, like Ohio State's Michigan, that was 14th. Ohio State's schedule last year was bad. They didn't have the benefit of this good schedule they had. We we thought coming into this season that the schedule was good and much better than it was last year. It's even better than we thought it was going to be. They're going to have three. If assuming they finish eleven and one, they'll have three wins over teams who are ranked in the top ten. So I think that resume, if you take that resume last year, eleven and one, three wins over top ten teams, and put it in the last year, I don't think they're ranked behind Stanford. Are they in? I don't know if they're in, but I don't think they're behind a two loss conference champion. Because the thing is, is that like. All four teams that were in the playoff last year were convincing conference champions where you didn't really have much doubt about. And I don't know if that that is a um, debatable thing when it comes to how this year could play out. Um, but I think that's part of the reason why it happened that way. Okay, so what we're going to try to do is run through the scenarios uh, where if everybody wins out that's in the mix and Ohio State beats Michigan State and beats Michigan, but doesn't go to the Big Ten Championship, how would Ohio State match up in that committee room against those teams? I think something that we all agree with is that if there are if there's a team or two in this mix, whether it's Washington or Clemson or Louisville or Penn State or Wisconsin, you know, like say Wisconsin loses to Minnesota in the regular season, but it's still – like. If some other teams in the mix lose in the next week or two and Ohio State keeps winning, then Ohio State almost certainly is going to be in because there won't even be anyone to compare them to. Right. But at the moment, there are teams to compare them to, right? Like if the teams we think could win out do win out, mm -hmm. it's at least a discussion, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Okay. A lot of teams, yeah. All right, so we'll go over this. Again, uh, the rankings came out fresh Tuesday night. To refresh your memory very quickly, number one, Alabama, 10-0. Then five straight nine and one teams. Number two, Ohio State. Number three, Michigan. Number four, Clemson. Number five, Louisville. Number six, Washington. We will also talk about number seven, Wisconsin at eight and two. Number eight, Penn State at eight and two. And then the team you don't want to forget about is number 14, West Virginia. That's eight and one, could be the Big 12 champ at one loss. So we're not going to worry about Alabama because I think Alabama, even if they lose, is going to be in. Right? Yeah, because they're still going to go to the SEC championship even if they lose. And, like, if they lose the SEC champion, well, that would get hairy. That would be different if they lost the SEC champion. That's one that people are not thinking about. That if you think the Big Ten champ is in, and the ACC champ is in, and the SEC champ is the team from the SEC East that beats Alabama, then who gets in as a one-loss non-champ? Ohio State or Alabama. I think Alabama would. 
It'd be a really interesting discussion. I think if you looked at wins, Ohio State's wins would, would be better. But Alabama would be would at least have played in its conference championship. Game. Right, you lose the that's the always thing. You lose the game you earned the right to play by being good in the regular season. So here's the thing. Here's so let's throw that that's a monkey wrench right off the top for anyone who thinks Ohio State is definitely in. Right? Just so I understand this. You said Florida, right? I no, said whoever from the from the East. So it, it would be a two loss team. It would have to be Florida for that to make right. sense. Just to make right. you because I'm just it, well, we're not comparing Ohio State to the to whoever wins it. We're comparing Ohio State to a non- yeah, yeah. I just wanted to make sure that we're saying that Florida in this made up scenario would go to the playoff too, right? I mean, if you're a two loss, that right. That's the point is that if you suddenly get two from the SEC, if you have a two loss SEC champ that just beat undefeated Alabama, I think they would rock it up. No, I don't disagree with that. I think it's at least something that throws a monkey wrench into yeah. Ohio State's in win and in. Yeah, it is. Right? Yeah, it is. You're right. Maybe it's not a sure thing, but it's at least a discussion because Florida is seven and two. Right no, now. I was going to. Yeah. If we're going to put Penn State later on in this discussion as a Big Ten champion and Ohio State potentially in together, then I think that that makes a ton of sense. And, and listen, because Florida will have beaten Alabama right. directly. They would have beat the consensus consensus number one team and win the conference in the same game. I think that's. I think that that is the and same depending scenario. depending on what would happen, if Florida actually got to that spot, their next two games are against uh, LSU and Florida State. That's two other top 20 teams that they would have to beat in order to be the two-loss champ that could create this scenario. Yeah, they're the so you would be talking about a Florida team that ended the season beating LSU, Florida State, and Alabama. That's chaos, buddy. It has two losses. I think they're in. Now, are they going to win those next two games? I don't know, but that's on the table at the moment. Okay, that was a monkey wrench before we even got started. Um, number one is Alabama. Number two is Ohio State. Number three is Michigan, and so we're going to assume Ohio State beat Michigan or this, this podcast ends right now right. because Ohio State lost to Michigan and they're not in. And if anybody wants to have a 50-minute podcast about whether Ohio State's going to the Rose Bowl or the Orange Bowl, go listen to it somewhere else. <laughs> So we're going to jump down to number four, Clemson. And our discussion for the moment is if the committee is talking about 11-1 and Ohio State with wins over Michigan State and Michigan, how would the committee compare them to Clemson? Clemson is number four right now. Clemson currently has wins over number five, Louisville, number 15, Auburn, and number 17, Florida State. They have games remaining against Wake Forest, which is 6-4, and four, and South Carolina, which is 5-5. Five and five. That's not going to help their resume, but those are two games they should have no trouble winning, which is famous last words. Right. And then they'll play in the ACC championship game against either Virginia Tech or North Carolina. Neither of them are ranked right now. Neither of them played Clemson so far. But the winner of that ACC division probably will be in the top 25 by the time the ACC championship game will come around. Yeah. So, again, we're talking about Clemson, the ACC champ. With If they get to this point, they would have one loss. They'd be 12-1 and one with wins over number 5 Louisville, number 15 Auburn, number 17 Florida State, and an ACC championship foe that was ranked. Who would be ranked higher by the committee, Clemson or Ohio State? I think Clemson. I, I don't know. Am I wrong in thinking that it's like very easily Clemson? My... Initial thought was Clemson without even hesitating. So I don't think that you're off there because they are a one-loss team. They've got Deshaun Watson. They beat Louisville, which is another team that's in the mix, which I think is probably going to be considered fairly comparable to the Michigan win for Ohio State at the end of the year. 
and they're conference champions, and they have an extra win over a top 25 team in a game Ohio State didn't play. Yeah, my question about Clemson, I guess, would be is how the team we've talked about all year is sort of being inconsistent and compared to Ohio State last year, that if that trend sort of continues and Clemson wins but doesn't look great doing so and messes around in an ACC championship game and, like, beats North Carolina by a field goal and, and wins all the games it's supposed to win but doesn't look very convincing doing it, I think it's possible that Ohio State could still be ranked ahead of that team. But I think there's a small chance of that happening. I think I think the ACC is considered a strong conference. The champion of that conference with one loss, with that collection of wins you just laid out, I think would be ranked ahead of an Ohio State team that doesn't have a conference championship. I think that would be at least a scenario where you guys are talking about if the conference championship is a tiebreaker. I think Clemson and Ohio State would be close enough with their quality wins yeah. that you that's where a tiebreaker would come in and you give it to Clemson. Um, do we want to vote on that like we are a committee member? If we're, if we're comparing Clemson versus Ohio State, both of whom won out, Clemson as the ACC champ. And just to be clear to the listeners, we're voting on which team we think would be rated. We, which team we would rank personally higher at the yes. end of the year? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Okay. Clemson. Yeah. I say Clemson too. And I say Clemson too. Okay. So that is one head to head battle against a potential playoff contender that we think Ohio State would lose. And we, again, for purposes right now, no monkey wrenches, we're assuming Alabama is in the playoff as an undefeated SEC champ. So that's two spots that are taken Mm -hmm. at the moment. I'm going to skip number five, Louisville, for the moment because they are not on track to be a conference champ, unless we should do them. Because the only thing is, I think it's possible that if Clemson somehow loses one of these next two games in the regular season, Louisville would slide into Clemson's spot in a similar scenario. Yeah, if Clemson loses, they become the new Clemson. So what is enough in common that Louisville would then take Louisville as an ACC champ, would they take that spot ahead of Ohio State as a non-champ? They well, don't have out, quite as lay many out Louisville's wins. Resume. Lay out the, the wins at Louisville. Louisville uh, has one loss to Clemson. They have two games left. They are already finished with their ACC schedule. Um, they play 8-2 and two Houston and 5-5 five and five Kentucky. Uh, and really their only quality win so far is against number 12 Florida State. So they have one quality win. Clemson has two quality wins. Excuse me, Clemson has three quality wins. So Louisville's resume probably is not quite as strong. Yeah, I think Louisville's resume is not as strong. I think Ohio State's is a little more favorable. Their loss is actually better than Clemson's, though. Louisville's loss is to Clemson, so their loss is better than Clemson's. Right. Is that how it works? (laughs) I don't think how it should work, but I think on some level – that's how it does work. Well, I'm looking at wins. So okay. Louisville's Louisville's best win is at home against a Florida State team in September, and they smoked Florida State. And that Florida State team is not as good as everyone thought it was going to be. I think Florida State has three losses. Um, Ohio State's resume in terms of quality of win, the teams they've beaten will be better. And I don't know if Louisville's resume, even in that scenario where it's now replacing Clemson as as the champion of that division and going to the ACC championship, is close enough to where the tiebreaker or the conference championship now comes into play as a tiebreaker. I think I would favor Ohio State head-to-head with even a conference champion, Louisville. What about you? I think I would have a really hard time in any scenario favoring Ohio State over any one-loss champion, um, especially a team that's looked like Louisville, and I think we're going to disagree on that. Um, Ohio State is in a situation, in my opinion, where if they don't do enough to win their own conference, they are going to be trying to scrap to get into the bottom of this playoff. And I think any one-loss conference champion from the ACC isn't going to have a problem getting in. So I think I would slide Louisville ahead of Ohio State in that scenario as well. 
I think I'm closer to Ari than I am to Bill. However, do we all agree that Louisville as a non-champ, there's no way they're passing Ohio State? Yes. So I think Louisville's number five. At the very at the worst case for Ohio State, you know they they would lose to the ACC champ, but there's no way they're going to be behind Clemson and Louisville. Yeah, so, so one or the other. Ohio State's number two right now. Louisville's number five. So we can kind of dispense with Louisville. They're either not going to be a factor for Ohio State, or at the very worst for Ohio State, they take Clemson's spot because Clemson moved up. So it's okay. still between those two teams, only two spots taken between Alabama and Clemson slash Louisville. So we have, a, so we have, a, we're down now. We've gone through the top five teams. Okay, so that's four teams for Ohio State to compete against. They're one of them. Those other four teams are only taking two spots right now. Because Michigan has eliminated itself by losing to Ohio State in our scenario, which of course has to happen. And Louisville is not getting in with Clemson. Okay? Only would be instead of Clemson. So let's move to number six, Washington. Out of the Pac-12, they are a one-loss team. At the moment, they have wins over uh, number 12, Utah. Number two. They would beat number 22, Washington State, if they would stay alive in this scenario. That is their season-ending game. Um, and they also have a win over number 24, Stanford. I didn't even realize Stanford was still ranked, yeah, but back, they are. Yeah, back in this week. Yeah. So, um, and then their two remaining games are 5-5 five and five Arizona State, 8-2 and two Washington State, which, as we said, is number 22. And then it looks like in the Pac-12 championship, they could play number 10, Colorado. So we're talking about a Washington team at number six that isn't impressing a ton of people right now because their only quality wins are against number 12, Utah, and number 24, Stanford. Two of their last three games could be wins over number 22 and number 10. Right now, Washington is number six. Ohio State is number two. This, I think, is a battle that very much could be real. Yeah. And Ohio State should be thankful that Notre Dame's not very good because – it, show, it says here on the schedule that I'm looking at the wrong schedule and I'm an idiot. Move He's forward. a USC. Yeah. So Washington has a ranked team left in the regular season, a very hot Washington State team that started 0-2 and has won its last eight. Yep. And a Colorado team that is probably the surprise of college football is in the top ten. Who wins that matchup? If, again, if we get to that point, there would be four top 25 wins for Washington – and then there would be four for Ohio State. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Wisconsin, Oklahoma, Michigan, and Nebraska. Right? Mm-hmm. So I think at the moment there are some people who think Ohio State's resume is way better than Washington's. But if we get to this point where Washington just beat Washington State and Colorado, has four ranked wins, the same number as Ohio State, Maybe Washington doesn't have as many top 10 wins, but Washington versus Ohio State. Break that down. Who wins that head-to-head? I mean, there comes the word comparable yeah. again. Yeah, I think it's very comparable. Because like you said, as soon as Ohio, as soon as all the crap happened last week that created all these one-loss teams in this chaos, I think people just assumed that if it came down to Ohio State or Washington, Ohio State would win because it felt like the committee favored Ohio State more. But I think the thing that people forget is that this is all in the moment and it's not projecting forward. So people didn't bother to look what Washington has coming down. And if they beat Washington State, and the Pac-12 championship is either going to be against Colorado or it could be against USC, which is also, I think, number up, up to number 13 now. And Washington just lost to USC, but I think there's something to be said, too, for sort of getting a rematch against a USC team on a neutral field. I think that would be just as impressive as beating Colorado. 
Washington has serious chances to bolster its resume and make it comparable with Ohio State's. And if that is comparable and the conference championship comes into play, I would not feel very confident if I'm an Ohio State fan that Ohio State would win that argument. I think Washington wins it and wins it kind of easily. And it would be interesting because now actually looking at the USC page is going to provide some insight instead of me sounding like an idiot. <laughs> um, USC holds the tiebreaker with Colorado. Because they won head-to-head, right? They won head-to-head. So USC um, if uh, has a chance to be there. And I wonder how the committee would look at avenging the loss that makes you look bad, especially when they said on the call, what did Hokut say on the call, that no coach... No coach in the room would want to play USC right now. I got the feeling that maybe aside from Ohio State and Alabama, the third most impressive team of the committee is USC. I think they're high on USC right now. That's besides the point, though. Either way, they're going to be playing a, a, a highly ranked team. team. They're going to have yeah. a good team to play in the Pac-12 title game. I can't answer that question first. I think... It would be close. Bill said you, you, you said you think it might be Ohio State ahead of Washington, but not close. No, no. I said it would be Washington ahead of Ohio no, State. No, no, no. I'm, sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. I apologize. You said it would be Washington ahead of Ohio State, maybe not close. I would fall under it's close, close enough for the tiebreaker to be the conference championship, and I think they would pick Washington. Well, that's what I meant. I don't yeah. I don't mean that just based on take, taking conference championship out of the equation, um, I don't think that it would be close, but I think if, if – if, it's comparable, and then you have the championship pile on top of that. I think it makes the decision easy. I think what Ohio State fans are struggling with right now is they're comparing resumes from today. Right. And they're not comparing what the resumes are going to look like in three weeks if things go according to plan. Because Ohio State's resume is going to get a, a big boost because they're going to beat number three. Right. If yeah. they're going to continue in this conversation. Right. But people like to forget other teams play good opponents too. And Hokut said comparable. And if Washington and Ohio State are comparable at the end of the year, there comes the the conference championship thing again. And I think that I would side with Washington as well. And I said it for Clemson. I said I'm never going – when we had the discussion about Clemson and Ohio State, I, I'm going to have a hard time picking Ohio State to go over another one-loss conference champion, especially one like Washington who at the end of the year got a big win to close out their season against a rival the way Ohio State would. Maybe Washington State's not as good as Michigan, but then had to play a game Ohio State didn't have to play in. And you've said this over and over, Doug. You can't reward Ohio State for missing out on the chance to play in that game. Washington uh, is a little bit ahead for me. So this is normally the point in the podcast where we do a fake ad. I, I don't know what the, like. I feel like this is a kind of a different kind of podcast. We're doing a very specific thing. I think this is pretty dense, so I almost feel like everyone should like take off their headphones <laughs> on the treadmill and like take a deep breath, or just like if you're driving down the road, just put it on pause for a second and just like think about butterflies or something and just chill out because it is very dense to think about. So we're gonna take just a five second pause. Everyone, take a deep breath. If you want to pause the what you're listening to right now and come back, we're gonna come back with. Super hardcore nitty gritty stuff talking about the Big Ten itself. It's Will you be, just stop it's already? Be so incestuous. <laughs> Jim Delaney, if you know Jim Delaney, call him and tell him to listen to this part of the podcast. Five second break. Okay. I don't want to, I have to because I know we're going to do a fake ad. No, that was a fake ad. No, I, I have a real silence. Try it. I don't know what silence is, Mister Pip. It is the competitor of Dr Pepper, and I think it's delicious. 
And that's that. Okay, go ahead. Also, I was going to do an ad for a massage place because I got a massage one time in my life to relax. Worst experience of my life. Massages <laughs> are horrible. Never get one. Um, okay. So at the moment, this is where we are. And it didn't, it was not difficult for us to get to this point, which is the point of Alabama in as the SEC champ, Clemson in as the ACC champ, Washington in as the Pac 12 champ with all those teams winning out. And none of that is particularly difficult. Washington has to beat Washington State and Colorado. But Washington, it's like people are down on Washington because they off to USC. Washington's a good team. Washington's very good. You yeah. know? So, again, if stuff gets haywire, then Ohio State's in. If stuff goes crazy and there's another week where a bunch of one-loss teams lose, Ohio State's in. But we just laid out a scenario where three conference champs are in fairly comfortably instead of Ohio State. So now I'm going to have a mini... 30-second rant before we get to our Big Ten nitty-gritty discussion, which Ari teased, which is people are telling me that, that Michigan losing and putting to Iowa and putting Ohio State in the position where they may not get in the Big Ten championship game is actually advantageous for Ohio State's playoff chances because it's one fewer game that Ohio State has to play now. They don't have to go play the Big Ten championship and risk losing. They can just get in without going. Let me tell you what I think of that argument. If I am a committee member and I hear anyone make that argument, that makes me say I am never putting in a team that doesn't go to his conference championship game. Because if you honestly believe that you should get rewarded for not making your conference championship game, you are insane. And I don't think the 12 people in that room many of whom grew up with football for the last 60 years of their lives, are going to reward, not just keep it even, but reward a team for not having to play a game that they absolutely could lose. Ohio State and Wisconsin played a coin flip game last time. If Wisconsin is sitting in the Big Ten championship game as the representative of the West, and Ohio State would have been at risk to lose to them and miss the playoff, and you're going to say, wow, Lucky for Ohio State, they don't have to play them. Let's just put them in. I think that is not how the people in that room are going to think. And I think if Kirby Hokut is right now saying that the conference championship game is a tiebreaker, that's a lovely thing to say when you're looking at teams across different conferences, right? If you are looking at teams in the same conference and you are going to reward a team that sat at home while two teams from its own conference went to Indianapolis and beat each other up for 60 minutes, I do not think that's going to happen. So I think there's, if this scenario plays out for us as everybody wins out, I think there's one scenario where Ohio State gets in. I think Ohio State gets in as the second Big Ten team. I do not see a scenario where Ohio State gets in as the only Big Ten team, when Wisconsin and Penn State are two very competitive teams with two losses, Penn State beat Ohio State head-to-head, Wisconsin barely lost to Ohio State, barely lost to Michigan. I think that is a very hard argument for Ohio State to win, and I think the longer that argument would go on in the committee room, the more they would lose that argument, because I think you start thinking the way I just explained it, that you cannot reward them for sitting at home. Thoughts? 30-second rant turned into two minutes, but it was a good one. That 
Listen to that, what he just said. He thinks it's possible that two teams from the Big Ten will go, but not Ohio State over the champ. I agree with that, and that's when you need to go back before your five-second mental break and remember what we were talking about with Washington. Because Ohio State is going to potentially be in a scenario if all the lovely leaves of the college football foliage fall the right way. Foliage. Foliage fall the right way, it's going to be an Ohio State versus Washington discussion, potentially. And I don't want to, I, I know this is convoluted, but you just got to keep in mind that Ohio State might not only lose its spot in the playoff to a division team or a conference team that won the conference, they're going to have to go head to head with another team that won their conference potentially as well. So my thoughts are, yeah, it's not a relaxing discussion. What's the scenario in which two Big Ten teams get in? Washington gets left out. They just take the Big Ten champ and one loss Ohio State as a non-champ. Or if Washington loses again. Instead of Washington. Okay, I think I might have forgot what you said earlier. Because I thought you said that you agreed that Washington would get in. I do agree that Washington would get in. Okay. I don't think Ohio State is guaranteed to get in at all. So he just said that he doesn't. Because we know that this is tough. Even we're losing our minds a little bit. But he just said he doesn't see a scenario. Doug just said that he doesn't see a scenario where... Um, Ohio State's the only Big Ten team that gets in. So if he thinks right. that Washington beats Ohio State in his own mind, that means that Doug thinks without Ohio State playing in its Big Ten championship game that the Buckeyes are in real danger of not making it. Am I saying that correctly? That is correct. If everybody wins out, if everybody else wins out, if Alabama, Clemson, and Washington win out, and the Wisconsin-Penn State winner didn't stumble in the regular – I mean – and you have a Wisconsin-Penn yeah. State winner. I don't think with two Ohio, losses. I, I don't think Ohio State's in. I think it's possible they're in. I don't know what, what I would bet money on, but that I think is a very difficult scenario for Ohio State. And I think if you are saying they're definitely in just because they were number two on Tuesday night or because these other teams are behind them now, we're trying to lay it out piece by piece. But I think the thing that people are not taking into consideration is the discussion of your own conference champ. Because the other conference champs can have one loss. People are trying to compare one loss Ohio State to a two-loss conference champ, which in I think in a loss scenarios would go Ohio State's way. But it's not a two-loss conference champ. It's your two-loss conference champ. Bill, what do you think? Do you think Ohio State could get in ahead of either Penn State or Wisconsin? I think they'd have a better chance going up against Wisconsin because Penn State would have... Then in this scenario, we're talking about two top ten wins, the head-to-head win over Ohio State, a win over a team that is also one of Ohio State's best wins in beating Wisconsin. I think there's a lot of things going against Ohio State in that scenario. If Wisconsin wins the wins the Big Ten championship, that I often forget Wisconsin beat LSU, but Wisconsin beating LSU all the way back in September is a good win, and it's not, it's certainly not a bad win, but it's not a a major resume booster. So you can make the argument that Ohio State only has, or Wisconsin, excuse me, only has two good wins, one of which is over Penn State in the Big Ten Championship. The other was against o- or LSU in September. And Nebraska, which is a top 25 team. Nebraska's number 18 right now. Yeah, I, I, don't, know, I don't know how much I bring Then Maybe that's being, being not very fair to I mean, it's not a top 10 win, Nebraska. but it would be a ranked team. I think Ohio State has a little bit of an argument against the Wisconsin Big Ten champ with its head-to-head win, its better collection of wins. And I know it sounds crazy because Ohio State lost a chance to play for the conference championship, but I would not be surprised if Ohio State 
with one loss, non-conference champion, got in over a Big Ten champion well, Wisconsin. What, what we're doing here is we're comparing them to all the teams in Wisconsin and Penn State's on our list, right? Yeah. So, I like, we just kind of went down that discussion. So, go down. Let's okay. just do Wisconsin Number and Penn State. Number seven, Wisconsin. Number seven, Wisconsin has two losses by seven points at Michigan and in overtime at home to Ohio State. Their wins are over, best wins are over number 16 LSU and number 18 Nebraska. They finish against 3 and 7 Purdue and 7 and 3 Minnesota. Um, and then they would potentially play number 8 Penn State in the Big Ten Championship game. So that would give them three. Penn State would be their best win. They would have three top 20 wins. Um, and their two losses, again, I think we've all come down on the idea that the committee values good wins more than good losses. Mm hmm. They have their two losses are really good losses. I mean, they're like holding penalty away from kicking a game-winning field goal against Ohio State. So they do have two losses, but they would have three top twenty-five wins. Again, Ohio State would potentially have four at that point, including one over Wisconsin. So um, Ohio State versus Wisconsin. I just had my rant. The one thing, and do you think this would factor into it? Which division in the Big Ten do you think is better? The East, East or the West? Is that a question? Is it? It's the east. It's the east. Yeah. Would that factor in at all? That well, we're so let's just do Wisconsin then. An east yeah. team. We would take an east team that lost a tiebreaker for the east ahead of the champ, but the champ is from the west, and we don't think the west is really as good. Would that be a factor? So I think Ohio State should fear Penn State winning the Big Ten more than Wisconsin winning the Big Ten. I agree with Bill. So I do think that there is a potential scenario, and I might even side with Ohio State if Wisconsin wins the Big Ten and beats Penn State and finishes the season with two losses as the Big Ten champion. Because the one thing that's unclear is even though Wisconsin's two losses um, are, are good losses, how they're going to view those losses when um, they lost to Ohio State, the thing that they're going to be, the team they're directly comparing Wisconsin to in this scenario. And Penn State, in that scenario, has two losses as well, but they're comparing them with the team they actually beat. And I think it makes it a lot easier to justify Penn State over Ohio State as conference champion with two losses than Wisconsin as a two-loss champion. I think, I think Wisconsin, Wisconsin, again, is number seven right now. Penn State is eight. I think Wisconsin has a better resume than Penn State right now. But I think the, guy, the thing you guys are talking about, t tell me this, okay? And I, I, I think the points you guys are making about Wisconsin are good ones, even though I had a two-minute rant. I definitely see what you're saying. Um, explain to me the rationale that would allow anyone in the committee room to put in two-loss Big Ten champion Penn State with a head-to-head -head win over Ohio State to put Ohio State in instead of Penn State. What is the case if you are in the committee room Penn State just beat Wisconsin to win the Big Ten title. Two of their four losses were in the first four weeks of the year. They're now on like an eight-game winning streak. They got healthy. They got better. This is Explain it to me. What and I, and I know what you guys might think, but make the case for Ohio State in that scenario. Why would Ohio State be in ahead of Penn State? And this is the thing. When you get put on the spot like that, it kind of makes you realize how tough of a situation that's going to be for Ohio State because I'm trying to think about it right now, and I can't really formulate a defensible stance on that. When you're doing it head-to-head -head with Penn State, they lost to Penn State. Penn State has that Wisconsin win in the Big Ten Championship game, which is Ohio State's second or third best win. They've matched that win. They've beaten Ohio State, which in itself is a better win than any Ohio State win has, right? If they 
beat Ohio State, and Ohio State's a top five team that's better than any of the wins that they have outside of Michigan, but they will have fallen by then. I know, am I talking in circles here? Do you see what I'm saying? Here's the case. Here's the case I would make. Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan were all one and one against each other, right? Yep. Michigan killed Penn State. Penn State barely beat Ohio State. Ohio State beat Michigan. Sort of a fluke of a tiebreaker and Michigan losing a game they weren't expected to lose led to Penn State being the team that's in. But Ohio State can't control how tiebreakers go, right? They can't control what other teams do. If Michigan had beaten Iowa, Ohio State would have been in, and we think they would have beaten Wisconsin again. So if we in our hearts think that Ohio State is the better team, we're not going to penalize Ohio State because of a tiebreaker rule and someone else losing a game they had no control over. We, we know the head-to-head, but that was at Penn State. It was very close. We think on a neutral field, Penn State would lose to Ohio State. We think in Columbus, Penn State would lose to Ohio State big. So we in general think Ohio State's the better team, and we're not going to let a tiebreaker situation prevent us from putting the best team in the playoff. Yeah, I agree, and that's what I was going to say too. Because I just I, and there's there's so many things that that come in to these evaluations. We hear Kirby Hoka talk about it every week, the different things, and it seems like they add something every week. But I think what it boils down to a lot of it too, especially in this situation where it's one or the other, is there are guys in that room and a one woman um, who, are, in addition to like evaluating wins and who beat who and all that stuff. We're just looking at these teams and saying, who's better? Would anyone say that Penn State's better than Ohio State? Even though Penn State beat Ohio State. And that game on the road was a weird game. Ohio State played terribly. Would anyone say Penn State is better and than Ohio much, State? And how much – I don't know that they would. And how much does the eye test factor into what you feel, right? That's what you're saying? Especially like, if you have – because Ohio State lost to Penn State. One back-to-back games – or one beat Northwestern didn't look great, and then has since won sixty-two to three and sixty-two to three. And if they smoke Michigan State and beat Michigan State handily, like they or Michigan. beat Michigan like they beat like they did last year, I, be on that, a roll, that's a really tough decision for me because then you can say that the, Penn, the Ohio State team that Penn State beat is not the Ohio State team that we're evaluating today. Penn State's last two regular season games were against two and eight Rutgers and three and seven Michigan State, so they're not going to have the same chance to make an impression um, late in the year like Ohio State can with the Michigan win. Um, the thing that I would say is, and, and again, I think most people would say that Ohio State is better than Penn State and is playing better, but I don't know if that's true. Like, I think it's easy to get that impression. Maryland stinks. Nebraska got its starting quarterback knocked out of the game and fell apart, and their defense wasn't all that good to begin with. Ohio State followed up the Penn State game by going down to the final minute with Northwestern. Northwestern was at the goal line, the four-yard line, with a chance to tie it in the final three minutes. It's not like they came off the Penn State game and went crazy and started killing everybody. Now, the last two weeks have been very good. I don't know. Penn State was hurt early, was integrating a new quarterback early. Both their losses are early in the season. I think you can look at, and I know they have some offensive line injuries now. They struggled a little bit with Indiana last week. But you can look at Penn State, and I think you can see the Penn State win over Ohio State as the beginning of Penn State becoming what they are, which is an absolute legitimate playoff contender. And Iowa helped, too, because Penn State destroyed Iowa, and then Iowa came out two weeks later and beat Michigan. And so you can look at Michigan beat Penn State 49-10. to I think you can look at that and say, that's a different Penn State team. Mm-hmm. You know, those two linebackers who were hurt and came back for the Ohio State game and they each made 20 tackles <laughs> or something in the Ohio State game, they were hurt for the Michigan game. 
So I think you could look at this team in December that is coming off a win in Indianapolis and say, you know what? If Ohio State and Penn State played right now, I don't know who would win. I don't think it would definitely be Ohio State, but here's what I do know. When they did actually play, Penn State won. So why do I have to hypothetical it? I'm putting in the champion with the head-to-head win. Okay, let's go back to the list then. Okay, and we'll do Wisconsin. Let's say Wisconsin wins out, Ohio State wins out, Penn State wins out. Wisconsin's a two-loss Big Ten champion over Penn State. Who are you putting ahead? Wisconsin or Ohio State? Wisconsin. I think I'm going to put Ohio State. I went on a rant about putting in the Big Ten champ, and I think I'm 51-49 on that head-to-head battle. I could be swayed. I could be swayed in the room by a compelling argument either way. Yeah. And here's the thing, and we'll finish this because you're smart to get us back on track, but I want to finish with something that I think is actually a bigger thing than people might be thinking about. Maybe everyone is thinking it. I'm going to 5149. Because this, you're 5149. You know I'm, I'm not sure I am 5149. I think I'm 50 50. Because this is, and it's a bad time to be 50 50 because your vote's going to put a us over. Vote. Yeah. Oh, dollar B. You know what? If I'm going to be true, I'm a big head-to-head guy, and I know they care about head-to-head too. If I'm going to be a big head-to-head guy and I'm going to hammer that point for the Ohio State-Penn State matchup, I think I have to honor it for the Ohio State-Wisconsin matchup. So I'll I'll go Ohio State. And I think Ohio State beating Michigan, which was the other team that beat Wisconsin, helps a little bit too. Which, again, is a thing they said. They look at games versus the same team. Results versus the same team. So, uh, so we have them ahead of Wisconsin by the slimmest of margins. Yes. And just because we do doesn't mean that they won't. But we did but, nail the top six, by the way, with did. what the committee actually did Tuesday night. In our little breakdown that we put up every Tuesday morning as our mock committee, we got the top six in order. So we have the pulse of the committee. <laughs> um, so let's go to number eight, Penn State then. Penn State's best wins. Um, they're Really, their only great win at the moment is against... Ohio State and the second best one at the moment is the Iowa win because Iowa is six and four and beat Michigan. They finished with two and eight Rutgers and three and seven Michigan State. Then they would have a win over number seven Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship game. In that scenario, Ohio State or Penn State? Uh, I'm going to sound contradictory because I said I would put Wisconsin in. Um, I think I'd put Penn State in. Why is that contradictory? Because of the head to head. No, but that's just, just a piece conference of it. champion. That's just a piece of it. I don't that's think not that's contradictory at all. I think you're allowed to wait. I think you consider everything, but I think you're allowed to change waiting on things. I think you would be contradictory if you picked Ohio State in that scenario because then you would be saying that the head-to-head matchup with the Penn State in their own division. Yeah, I think that what you did was right. Yeah. Okay. I think you're fine. Penn State. I go Penn State too. So so under this breakdown, the teams they would be up against – we have them losing the, the battle to get in the playoff to Alabama, Clemson, Washington, and Penn State and winning it by the slimmest of possible margins against Wisconsin. So that is not a win and you're in. But here's the thing that I would like to point out. Here's what I think Ohio State is playing for the next two weeks. Their lives with style points. Oh, yeah. Ohio State got in the playoff in 2014 not because they beat Wisconsin in the Big Ten Championship game, because they destroyed Wisconsin in the Big Ten Championship game. I don't know that the Michigan State game matters a lot, but I think there is a very strong possibility that if Ohio State beats Michigan, 
62 to three, they're in. And if they beat Michigan 21 to 20, they're not in. Yeah. Is that how much style points could be mattering here? Even though it would be the same wins over a And they say margin of victory doesn't matter. But the thing that I don't understand, and I'll never. It's so bizarre. It doesn't make sense. make sense because margin of victory is the same thing as eye test. And game control. If they say game control and eye test, margin of victory is when somebody wins 62 to 3, that's the eye test. That's the whole point. It makes no sense. But I do think that there's something to that. Yeah, and I, I think I might disagree that the Michigan State game. Uh, you think that matters too? Then that just I think you gotta look good. I think you can't. I think you can't mess around with Michigan State. I think you need. You don't need to win sixty-two to three, but you can't be in a close game in the fourth quarter against a team that's three and seven. And I think that like that's true. I here's the thing that. about the eye test too. It's not so much about the sixty-point game, and I think Kirby Hokut said this himself. I think it's once the game is already in hand. Like the Ohio State win over Nebraska, for example. Once Ohio State was up 35-3 to or whatever it was, the point was made. I don't think it's so much about points 36-62 to as much right. as it is to dominate and get to the 35. And I point. guess that's why they would say they don't look at margin right. of victory. Because margin of victory doesn't control. matter, but game control, there's the if difference. If you're 35-3 to and you win 35-21 or 62-3, to I think they would try to view those games the same way. Mm-hmm. Even though one's a 14-point win and one's a 59-point win. It doesn't matter point once is, you've gotten to that point. Where the game was in hand, you've done your job. Right. So I do not think they need to beat Michigan or Michigan State sixty-two to three, but I think winning thirty-four to seventeen or thirty-four to ten and doing it pretty comfortably without ever really having the game in doubt would be a good thing. And so I think um, in the end, the thing you have to do, and this is what I think last year's Ohio State team didn't do, and I thought that they lost their chance at the playoff in two thousand fifteen in the first ten games as much as they did in game eleven when they lost to Michigan State is. You have to be great. You have to be proving every week that there is no doubt that you are one of the four best teams in the country. And anybody with eyes and a brain would think you should be in the playoff. Title or whatever, it doesn't matter. You are one of the four best teams. And I think the committee, nobody in that room likes to be criticized. So if they feel like they can do something like put in a one-loss team that didn't even make a conference championship game, but they have that behind it, that the whole world thinks it because it's so obvious, that makes their decision a lot easier than trying to go out on a limb and say, well, sorry, you have a conference championship, but we're not putting you in. So um, I think last year's team didn't do that. But you guys, do you think this team, this year's team has done that so far slash could do that with the whole body of work, depending how the last two games go. I think it's funny because the Oklahoma game at the time was like, holy crap, Ohio State is amazing. And then Oklahoma looked kind of bad in the first two weeks, and then it kind of seemed like it didn't matter much. And then all of a sudden, Oklahoma's creeped back into the top ten, and now Ohio State beat a top ten team like Oklahoma on the road from another conference and beat them handily. I don't think that there was anything close to that on Ohio State's resume last year. It's not even a debate. There isn't. And then Ohio State did what it did against Nebraska. There are some very eye-opening big wins against teams who were once held in high regard in the committee's eyes, and that is something that Ohio State undoubtedly did not have last year. Yeah, I agree 100%. The schedule, yeah, I said at the beginning, I think, the schedule last year sucked, and that's part of the reason why they didn't get in, because they lost the only good game they played. And this year they and had... they've won, to use the word, they've won sexy, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, they've... Yeah. They've passed the eye test, and they've done some things that make you believe 
even though the three of us who cover this team every day have questions about whether or not they're the second-best team behind Alabama, like everybody wants to say, I think that they've done enough on paper, and a resume is paper, to make you think that that is that's the case. They're coming off two back to two sixty-two to three wins. They didn't top fifty once last year. They're and averaging they're forty-eight off. points a game now. Um, so, and there's little things to think, and I know I think it drives. Some people love this stuff. I got in a fight with like somebody on Twitter about it. Some people hate this stuff. The let it play out people. <laughs> Here we go. Here's some <laughs> advice for the let it play out people. If you're watching a game and your team is ahead or scores a touchdown in the first half, you're you not allowed cheer. to clap. <laughs> <laughs> because, well, I mean, you know, we're up 14-10, but we got to let it play out. <laughs> you can't do anything until the final horn rings and it's at zeros. Because why would you want to have any fun and talk about sports while it's happening? Um, I, there are little things that are going to happen over the next two weeks, which is why it's fun, but also mostly just fun and not real to talk about this stuff now. For instance, what could really help Ohio State is Oklahoma beating West Virginia. Yeah. And Oklahoma ending up as the Big 12 champ. Uh-huh. If Oklahoma loses West Virginia and West, then that discussion changes. Because if bit. Wisconsin wins the Big 10, there's a chance at the end of the year that Ohio State has two road wins against other conference champions without being a conference champion. Right. Which um, is a great... And again, there's all kinds of stuff that are parameters or whatever. It's just 12 people talking in a room. And if that's a fact, that's a fact that will be brought up. And you said the you said West Virginia, and I know we're getting close to an hour here, but I think we would we need to have the West Virginia talk. They were on a different page, so I forgot about it. Um, because West Virginia only has one loss. They play Oklahoma at home on Saturday. With a win against Oklahoma, I'll let Doug lay it all out. He wrote it all down, but this is a discussion. They're number 14. They have one loss to Oklahoma State. They do not have a win over a ranked team. They finish with number 9 Oklahoma at home. Oklahoma's 8-2. and two. Then 2-8 two and eight, Iowa State and 6-3 and three, Baylor. And there's no Big 12 championship game. So they, have, they are, will be playing every week because they have three regular season games left. But they have no wins right now, which Kirby Hocutt, right, brought up on the call that you guys were a part of. That was the number one reason they were number 14. So what what could is it what could West Virginia do? I mean, again, the, they have three games left. Only one's against an actually a, a good team against Oklahoma. And if they beat Oklahoma, that's a, a team that Ohio State also beat. Right. So we're saying, you know, it would help Ohio State's case uh, if Oklahoma beats West Virginia. But if West Virginia beats Oklahoma, all they've done is the same thing Ohio State did. Is there any scenario to you where Oklahoma? Excuse me. Where West Virginia, as a one-loss Big 12 champ in a conference without a title game, could really pass hurts. Ohio State. Just you, you think about it, it doesn't matter. They need a title game, man. They need a title I think, game. I think West Virginia is no threat whatsoever to Ohio State. I think that Ohio State is in over West Virginia as a one-loss Big 12 champion. People said a couple weeks ago, even, I don't know who it was that lost. Maybe it was when West, when West Virginia went from undefeated and lost to Oklahoma State that the Big 12 was dead. Yeah. And I think the Big 12 is dead. I mean, West Virginia is the only team with a shot. Right, because Oklahoma and Oklahoma State aren't going to go with with two losses. Oklahoma is actually ranked ahead of West Virginia right now. But if we're talking about comparing, I mean, the whole issue is, would Oklahoma get in ahead of Louisville or Ohio State or teams like that? And and So I think that's unanimous that we think. think about because they, they played Bedlam the last week of the year, right? Oklahoma, Oklahoma State's the last weekend of the year. I think that's right. right? So Oklahoma... Would have wins going in with a Big Ten, Big Twelve title. Would have wins over West Virginia and Oklahoma State to wrap up the season. Now they lost a head to head with Ohio State 
And maybe the conversation is different than comparing Ohio State to a Penn State and Wisconsin because they're in the same conference, but you'd also have a two-loss conference champ with a decent resume in Oklahoma. Which you probably could You can't take. But it was at Oklahoma. If Oklahoma only had one loss, but they also had the Houston loss. No, I'm not, I'm not saying yeah. it's a little different, but I'm saying that I think I think a even though Ohio State has the head-to-head and it was a, a resounding win head-to-head, Oklahoma as a two-loss Big 12 champ, I think, is more of a discussion against Ohio State than West Virginia would be as a one-loss Big 12 champ. So if West right. Virginia is out now, let's go back to the list. Right. Because we, we have to just look at the list before we wrap it up. Out. West so, Virginia is out to the three of us. So now of the teams that are in comp- we uh, that are still in the competition, Doug, who do we rank ahead of Ohio State in this fake scenario world? Went out and Alabama is ahead of Ohio State. Went out and Clemson is ahead of Ohio State. Went out and Washington is ahead of Ohio State. Went out and Penn State is ahead of Ohio State. West Virginia is not. Louisville is not. Wisconsin is basically a toss-up, but we hedged is not. So it um, seems that is four teams out there that could win out that we have ahead of Ohio State. So if all of those teams went out, in our opinion, Ohio State would not be in. So root for Wisconsin. I think that's a legitimate thing. Root for um, Washington to like lose to Washington State mm-hmm. or lose in the Big 12 championship. Pac-12. Pac-12. The Pac-12 championship. Root for a team like Clemson to lose to uh, Virginia Tech or North Carolina in the ACC championship. All those things. It's There's so many things that could happen. Yeah, certainly possible that one of those things could happen. I think if any one of those things happens, Ohio State's in. But I feel like last year when Ohio State, after Ohio State lost to Michigan State, there were some things out there. Yeah. And there was two weeks of stuff because there was one more game week in the regular season plus the championship games where Ohio State was saying, well, if this happens and, and none of it happened. Like they went over. Everybody won out who was supposed to win out and they didn't come close to getting in. So, so maybe we should give them a percentage sh- shot to wrap it all up because there's a convoluted conversation. But like, do you think that's a good idea? Sure. Yeah. Let's give them a percentage of what we think right like now. Pulling the number out of, out of yeah, just pull it. It's a podcast. It's not like okay. we're no, passing we, we, laws here. Um, listen, we do it at the beginning of the season when we get percentage chance. Um, so it's going to win. We just make it up. So, so like, let's throw everything out. Erase your brain from everything we just said. Right. Right now, as you sit here today, all scenarios alive. Losing to Michigan alive, everything. Ohio State could lose to Michigan State, and we won't have this conversation. All that stuff is a possibility. What is your percentage off the top of your head right now that Ohio State will be in the college football playoff? See, it's a really hard thing because... I know, because I think the percentage is going to be lower than people want to hear. Well, that's because one of those things, the one thing is, if you think the Ohio State-Michigan game is basically a toss-up... Then it's 50% right off the bat. So I almost think... We'll t- we've talked about Michigan, and we will talk about Michigan more. Let's make this if they beat Michigan. Yeah, if Ohio State wins wins out, what, okay, that makes so more sense. So with the understanding of that's a 50-50 game. So if they take care of the 50% they need to take care of, then what? What is their okay. chance of getting in if Ohio State beats If Michigan they can control State their Michigan? own destiny to their own fullest potential, what is the percentage shot you think they got in? Isn't it 50-50 whether or not Wisconsin or Penn State wins the Big Ten? Yeah, I mean... If the other, if the other three conferences don't matter. Math. Hashtag math. I'll go first. I'll go first then. I'm going to say their (laughs) chance of getting in, again, this is assuming they beat Michigan. I'm going to say is about 65 or 70% because that is leaving about 
I'd say there's like a 50% chance that somebody loses, which then turns their chance of getting in into basically 100%. Uh-huh. And then there's a 50% chance that everybody wins out and then they are in a discussion. And even though we just went through why we wouldn't put them in, I still think there's a chance the committee would put them in ahead of Ohio State. The committee would put them ahead of, of Washington. I don't think it's a sure thing. So I'm going to say about 65 or 70% chance they get in because there's a scenario where they're definitely in. And then even the stuff we talked about, I think is a lot of it's a coin flip. So I say, I'll say 70. I guess I'll, I'll go like slightly above 50. Like I'll, I'll say 55%. I mean, I agree with everything you said. There's so much out there that can still happen. And then it come, even if all the things outside of the Big Ten that could possibly break Ohio State's way don't, it's still – who wins the Big Ten? Penn State or Wisconsin? And if Wisconsin wins the Big Ten, I think Ohio State has a very sound argument of making it to the playoff. 73%. <sighs> Math. Break How, it down. That's Buckeye talk. <laughs> that's Buckeye talk. 73. Why 73? I was going to go 77. Then you made me sound stupid or think I'm stupid, which you do often. <laughs> and then he went even lower than you. I think it's a really good chance. I think Ohio State's in a very good position right now. If they win out, assuming all the other stuff too, because I'm taking into account will Washington lose? Mm-hmm. Will uh, Penn State lose? To, I mean, I think that of all the things combined, if Ohio State wins out and all the things that are still out there, I think they've got a really good chance. Here's what I will say to wrap up. If Ohio State beats Michigan and the Big Ten championship game is Wisconsin versus Penn State and Washington – Clemson and Alabama have all won out into their conference championships and you are an Ohio state fan. I would be very nervous that weekend. I would not feel secure at all. And I know there are people out there who would tell you to feel secure and probably vehemently disagree. People who cover Ohio state, people that we know, um, there are people who would tell you that Ohio state's going to definitely get in. Here's what we're saying. We are not saying they're definitely out in these scenarios we right. created. We wanted to break down for you how we think the committee might look at things. And I think what we're trying to say is unless it gets crazy and everything falls apart around Ohio State and they're one of the last ones standing, if stuff goes as expected, nothing about Ohio State is definite. This is the one time that this word is appropriate. Be wary. It is, and it's, and it's, and it really, and that would just, that so much has changed because of that Michigan loss to Iowa. Because otherwise, Ohio State, if they won out, would be going to the Big Ten title game. And if they got to the Big Ten title game, if they won it, they were in, and if they lost it, they were out. There was nothing to talk about. Winning, they're in, losing, they're out. That's all it was. And the Michigan loss to Iowa changed that. It's still losing, they're out, but we're just trying to show you through an hour and three minute podcast that we certainly are several steps short steps short of win and they're in for Ohio State. So that is our special playoff edition of Buckeye Talk. You can find all of our Ohio State and playoff coverage at cleveland.com slash OSU. You can find Buckeye Talk on uh, iTunes. You can subscribe to us. We drop a new one every Wednesday. This playoff uh, podcast is dropping Wednesday morning. But we have a special second podcast that will drop Thursday morning 
at cleveland.com slash OSU, breaking down next week's Ohio State-Michigan game because we couldn't wait till next week to talk about it. We had to talk about it now. So we're already writing about Ohio State-Michigan. We're writing about Ohio State-Michigan State. We write more playoff stories than anybody that covers Ohio State, and it's not close. We're the playoff. We love the playoff. We love playoff talk, and we love Buckeye talk. Thanks to you guys for listening.